Good evening and welcome to another episode of His Will for Your Life. I'm your host, Sherry LaVon Harris. We have joining me today our guest, Henry Johnson of California. We will be speaking on the topic of trying to forgive after being hurt. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with Henry Johnson. His Will for Your Life with Sherry Harris. This is your weekly Wednesday 7 p.m. podcast. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Informative, hot topics, testimonies, interviews, along with your weekly guests and more. And now here's your host, Sherry Watching His Will for Your Life podcast with um, your guest, with our guest, Henry Johnson. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing well. And so we're going to be talking about tonight trying to forgive after being hurt. Um, Henry, um, I'm going to give you this opportunity to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Henry Johnson. Uh, I live in California. Um, Happy to be here. Uh, Sheree is actually my cousin, so um, we do talk, but uh, it's great to be able to to talk and speak on this platform. So happy to be with everybody and God bless everybody. So I'm going to share a little bit, um, a little background story of my cousin. He moved away when we were about eight or nine. He moved to California. And we hadn't seen each other until 2013 when he had um, visited Connecticut. And we haven't seen each other since. And so we have a lot of catching up to do. So you guys are going to be privy um, to our dialogue tonight. So please feel free to ask any questions or um, to join us um, in the comments. So as we um, talk about trying to forgive after being hurt, what does that resonate with you? Um, it, it resonates that first of all, I have to, uh, forgive myself, um, before, um, I could really forgive others. Um, so it took a while for me to forgive myself. Um, once I forgave myself and, uh, gave it to the Lord, then, um, it took away the blame game. So, um, that I could, I could start healing and in being a blessing to other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when you hear the word trying to forgive after being hurt, right? 
Yes. Evidently, you've been hurt by something or someone. Um, Tell us about that. Um, Well, I I, I think that um, I was hurt with the uh, disconnect um, that me and my mom had. Um, I mean, it started a long time ago. Uh, She moved to California and I stayed with my dad. and so that just took me on a journey of, of, of feeling not wanted, feeling um, that, that I wasn't good enough. Uh, it made me feel like um, I, really, I, really, I really had no support. Um, it just, it made me, I was bitter. It made me feel, it made me feel real bitter. I, I don't know if anybody has felt abandoned by their mom, um, but that that's a that's a lifelong journey um, of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I don't like to just base it on that. Um, uh, I had to forgive my father for passing away early mm-hmm. from uh, alcoholism, and I was a part of that, um, and that took me on a journey of uh, alcohol and drug abuse um, and feeling abandoned. Um, so, yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a lot of uh, forgiving in my heart and uh, a lot of forgiving that, that has helped me uh, overcome my addiction, um, understand who my real father is, um, thing, things, things in that realm. So, so you said your, your dad, um, so you live with your dad and you say your dad is who introduced you to, to alcohol is what you're saying? Yes. Um, my, 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 uh, dad, who is, his name is Henry as well. Um, he happened to be a cop in Hartford, Connecticut. And far as I can remember, um, it was a lot of alcohol abuse in the home. Um, as, as well as domestic violence as well. Um, I can remember us going around the house looking for bottles of alcohol and uh, pouring them out. And it was uh, more bottles around the house. Um, as far as I can go back, uh, I think that that is what started me in uh, drinking and smoking weed at nine years old, so. So <clears throat> at nine, your dad, because I, so I need you to share this with me because I don't remember um, him drinking um, before you left um, of, of what started. I, I think I what I remember is him drinking um, because he was depressed, because his family had, was breaking up but we're not here to talk about him. We're here right. to talk about you. And so now you leave and you go to California. And, yes. And there are some things that you've witnessed and was introduced to at such a young age um, that have caused you to go a different way. And so what I wanna know is when did you find the Lord in order to help you in your forgiveness journey? Um. It's been a it's been a couple it's been a couple times, but the first time 
Um, I just kind of, I, I needed to get off the streets because I was homeless. So they had a shelter where you could go in and, and you had to go to church and all that good stuff. So um, I never, I never really understood who the Lord was until um, I almost, you know, uh, was, was, was killed um, behind smoking drugs. So I think the first time that I knew who the Lord was, I mean, we went to church and stuff, but I'm talking about the time, the first time where I actually knew that uh, there was definitely uh, Jesus Christ looking over me was when I was about 30, I was about 34, about 34. That's when I really understood and knew that uh, he had a purpose and a plan for me. Mm-hmm. And so how, what was that encounter like? Where were you and what happened? Uh, so it's this, it's this place in, um, in Richmond, California. Mm-hmm. It's a park where all the, I would say crackheads <laughs> used to hang out because uh, that's who I used to hang out with. And uh, that's who I uh, used to be. Um, so I just had an overwhelming feeling to get up and walk out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was getting up and walking out of the park, um, everybody was just looking at me different. What's wrong with you? What's going on? And I didn't even answer. So I just got up and I started walking out of the park. And so as I was walking out of the park, I started feeling all of this stuff being lifted off my shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, abandoning my kids, uh, messing up my marriage, blaming, um, feeling hurt by my mom, feeling abandoned by my mom, feeling abandoned by my, by my family. You, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and then, so once I walked out of the park and maybe a block away, it was a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and they was, they, they was worshiping and singing and all that stuff. So I walked into the church and it was a presence that came over me that I never felt before. Um, and it just was a, a presence of peace. Uh, you you don't have to live this way anymore. It instantly overwhelmed me. So I fell out at the church mm-hmm. and everybody uh, came up to me and it was rubbing oil on me and all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's when I really knew that there was uh, a God. Okay. Um, and but I but I still wasn't done just that yet. <laughs> so okay, so you you have to take us on a journey. Um, yes, because this topic is is centered around your your experience, your testimony. Yes, um, and so I need you to relax. Okay, and I need you to share your story of um, trying to forgive after being hurt. So, what did your hurt look like? that you needed help and forgiving? Uh, it, it just looked like it was, uh, I, I started believing that uh, I, w- I was either gonna be homeless on drugs the rest of my life or in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I didn't, I, I felt abandoned by my family. I felt that, um, I just had, I had no, no other place, no other place to go. 
Um, so I was, I was, I was angry at everyone. So I just, I, I, I drank and I used drugs and I, and I lied and I cheated and I stole as um, much as um, could keep me numb um, until uh, I realized that uh, the overwhelming presence of the Lord, um, it, it changed my direction. It changed my path. Uh, that's why I'm here speaking to you today about it. That's why um, I, I, I get emotional. I, I, I get excited uh, um, to just be able to tell um, everybody what he's giving me to be able to forgive. Because we 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 take all these things on, but a lot of this stuff starts early in our life. Um, and when you backtrack on it, um, you have some 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 resentments. You you have a lot of resentments. Um, and it usually starts close to home. Mm-hmm. It usually starts close to home. Well, for me, it started close to home. It started um, with my mom. It, it, it started with my mom. Um, I, I really uh, resented her for a while. For a while, I really did until I got. Um, clean and sober and understood that those were the choices that I made. Um, then I had to go about letting her know that I forgive her for um, abandoning me. Let's just say that I felt that she abandoned me. So how does that look? Abandoned? What What do you mean by feeling abandoned? Uh, I just felt like um she she brought a uh, uh, Phil Morris was her husband. We're not going to use name. Okay. Oh, we're not using name. Okay. Um, but anyway, it, at one point she left and moved to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was homeless, um, and I stayed in the apartment where we lived all of us together uh-huh. um, until basically the sheriff came. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that took me in 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 sp- I spiraled more and more into drug, into drug and alcohol abuse and homelessness. Um, At that point, I felt that uh, she really uh, abandoned me at that point. Okay. Um, So uh, I think that's where um, more, I think that's really where the resentment started when she moved away to Kansas City. Okay. I felt that at that point, she had abandoned me, even though I still was of age to make correct choices. Everybody, well, I needed my mom at that point because I, I had already started using why she still was in the home. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, yes. um, so on the journey of forgiveness, was it easy? Yes. No, it wasn't easy. I mean, I went to, I went to prison um, I got cut. I got stabbed. I, I, I mean, I got shot. I mean, ah, it was it, it was a tough, tough journey. Um, and when looking back on it, even though I was out there, the Lord was still with me through all of that, and I didn't realize it until I understood who He was and what He wanted for my life. Mm-hmm. Um. And sometimes, to be honest with you, I was even when I was out there homeless, I was even mad at the Lord once I knew, you know. So um, 
Yeah, it's it's been a long, long journey. Uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a, I'm a lot of bit cleaned up now as far as um, drugs and alcohol. Um, I'm going on 17 years clean and sober, awesome. but I still battle with uh, pride. I still battle with resentments. I still, I'm still quick to want uh, to point the finger at my family. Um, when all in all, I really just wanted them to to see me as being the baby of the family. I'm the baby of the family. So why why is it that I can't get the support that I need? Why is it that um, I'm hearing all this stuff going on, which being taking place and people supporting other people and things of that nature, but I, I didn't get that support. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I was very, I was, I was very resentful, very angry, very bitter, and also jealous as well. So why were you jealous? I, I just thought that that other family members who were older than me, who were, who were, were, were my big big brothers and big sisters, had more support than I had, and I felt that I was the one that was abandoned. I felt that I was the one that was abandoned. I came. I lived in an empty apartment with someone else who wasn't my family member. Why my family moved away to Kansas City and didn't care what happened to me. Didn't didn't it 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 it, it just dawned on me that they didn't want anything to do with me. Um, things were said to me like you never are going to be anything. You're never going to amount to anything. That was that was said to me in the home. And could, I, they, could it happen that everyone was experiencing the same hurt, just in different forms? I didn't even really care about that. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't, I was the baby of the family. I'm the baby. Everybody is supposed to, like, I can't picture myself not caring about my babies. Mm-hmm. I, regardless, I can't picture ever abandoning my babies. I can't, I can't picture that. So now I can't picture that, but I didn't care what everybody else was going through. All I cared about is I was the baby of the family. Why don't I have this support? Why don't I have um, my mom? Why, why is it my mom going, doing everything she possibly can to, to, to make sure that I'm okay? Regardless of the situation, you know, just to up and leave with someone who didn't care about me, who told me I wasn't going to be anything. Um, that's that, that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it, it is. And it, it, it appears that um, you're not quite over it in terms of the, the, the way you feel um, with the abandoned piece, because that's hitting you hard. Have yes. you spoken to um, your mom about it or spoken to someone um, outside of the family, like a, a therapist or a counselor um, to help you in the healing process? Because sometimes we forgive with our lips, but our parents yeah. um, show otherwise. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just think that I've, I've went about um, making my my life comfortable making me feel what success is success is of is not being able to um 
need anything from anybody as far as my family goes. Um, being able to help them because I felt no one was there to help me, that that helps me um, forgive. I don't I don't hold no ill will against anybody, but uh, my family is dysfunctional. We haven't all sat down and talked about everybody moving to different sides of the states and all this drama going on. And um, I just I just want what I what what stopped when my mom moved to California. And I still think that I'm. Um, that's something that I'm working hard for to bring everybody together. And one day we can sit down and we can, and we can really tell each other um, what, what, what hurt it, what hurt us, what made us had resentments, um, yes. things it's of that nature. It sounds as if there needs to be a healing process um, amongst you and your siblings and perhaps your mom, um, because your dad is, no longer with us. And so yeah. um, his, I believe his contribute to it was his death. Um, and so that's another form of abandonment that you felt. And then to go to California and now being abandoned again um, from your mom, where you felt you were left alone and felt like you had to struggle um, by yeah. as being the, the youngest child. But then you found the Lord. And yes. so, um, I believe that even though you found the Lord, there's some added, there's an added piece um, that needs to be to this puzzle where you need um, to seek um, counseling um, because you are hurting. Um, yes. And um, it's it's not that you're quite over it. You may have forgiven her um, or forgiven them, but there's a piece of you that still feels abandoned. There's an eight or nine year old little boy that still hasn't healed um, from that process. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I, I think where the real healing would come from if me and my mom had the conversation, you know, if me and my mom had the conversation, because um, I can't say my sister has been there for me. My brother has been there for me. Um, um, my, 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 my sister, Joy, we we talk. Um, I think the healing will come um, from the, having that conversation with my mom. I think that will, will I, I don't know what was her mindset. I don't know what she was going through. You know what I'm saying? I just knew that um, it was drugs being used in the home. Why would you, once I, I started using it, why would you leave me on the drugs and leave with the person who brought the drugs in the home. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So um, that's where my resentment came from, you know? And then at the end of the day, um, he, did, he he wasn't there for her at the end either. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff um, that still needs to be discussed. And I think it just needs to be discussed with, with, with me and my mom, you know? I, I will encourage you to um, speak with your mom and perhaps have someone else there um, so that you can completely forgive her um, yes. because there's a part of you that hasn't forgiven her. You, you, you kind of medicated um, the wound, but it's still there. And until you 
um, get the, that healing that you need, you're still going to feel that 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 abandonment piece. We've all um, experienced being abandoned or felt abandoned. Um, and so it, it, it's going to take a therapist or counselor or Holy Spirit, you're going to have to allow him to come in and do the work. Um, right. You may not never get an apology from anyone else. And so you have to just allow Holy Spirit to heal you in that area um, because it's for you. It's not for um, the individuals that hurt you. Yeah. And um, I'm not looking I'm not looking for an apology, but I am looking for understanding. Um, I think the understanding of where everybody mindset was, um, I think that could go a, a long way um, as far as uh, the forgiveness piece and the wholeheartedly forgiveness. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not holding any grudges, but uh, speaking with you, yes, it has brought up some emotional um, feelings um, that I, I might have just uh, covered up on the surface or oh, with the, well, the Lord is doing so much in my life, but, um, uh, that, that still could be hindering me in my relationship with women. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes. Yeah. It's, it's, that's something that's going to have to be taken care of. Um, yes. Discuss this off of the air, but yes, um, you may not never get an understanding of what happened or why, and, and you have to be okay with it. Absolutely. Okay. So now let's let's go to the, let's fast forward to okay. um, you meeting the Lord in the park. Yes. Okay. And then you took another turn. Right. right. So after uh, I left the church and everything. Um, so, you know, that old saying, Lord, if you get me out of this one, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fly. Right. Right. Um, so um, after that, uh, I still went uh to uh, Lakeview Terrace, um, and I still was using drugs. Mm -hmm. So I got into it with these guys. There was some gunplay involved. The guys who um, I had the gunplay with uh, called the uh, the police. They took me to jail, um, and I already have already been to the pen from. Uh, 93 to 95. So they were talking about priming me, giving me five to seven years. Mm -hmm. um, my kids, my, 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 my daughter is two, my son is four. So, um, so I went back to the cell and I said, Lord, if you get me out of this one, and that time I meant it in my heart, um, I, I, I knew that this was my last shot at having a decent life and understanding who he is. Mm -hmm. um, and I prayed and I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep. I just felt this overwhelming presence of everything is gonna be okay. And I really felt like that. Well, I, when, I walk, when, I, when I walked in the church after I left the park, mm -hmm. um, and then the next day they, they, they called me in, in for release. And it was like, all charges have been dropped. And I was looking at five to seven years because I did I did I did one to three. Mm -hmm. um, so on a second prior with a gun charge, it would have been five to seven. Mm -hmm. So all charges was dropped. And now that was the time that I never used drugs again, never did alcohol again. And I'm going on 17 years. Hallelujah. Grace to God. So that that 
that's a testimony that uh, I just give him all the I give him all the, the the credit for believing in me like I never was believed in before like I never was supported before like like I didn't have to worry anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started asking him for things. Okay, now now I'm off drugs. I gotta make money, and he gave me and he gave me a job. And not only did he give me that job, he he moved me forward through the job through the hate, through the, you're not gonna be this, you're not gonna be that by people that were over me. And he moved them out the way. Now I have their job. Mm-hmm. Now I'm running a $25 million company. You know, these are the things that uh, he has blessed me with. Yeah, and exactly. I still have ups and downs, but I know when I focus directly on him, mm-hmm. everything changes. Yes. And, um, I just sometimes I go through seasons of maybe feeling myself and he has a way of showing you that you are not in charge. He's in charge. Um, So whenever whenever I start feeling myself, things don't go the way that they normally go. It it starts getting bumpy. You're You're not positive throughout the day when I'm focusing on him. I mean, my days are positive. The energy, um, just telling everybody about him. Just you ain't supposed to talk about about at work, but I mean, sometimes the overwhelming feeling of what he has done, I, and I get to be on a platform to share that. I'm in charge of a hundred people. It's so hard not to tell them, but they ask me, "Why are you so happy?" Henry can't be so happy because they don't know the journey that. He allowed me to go on. Sometimes I, I get emotional when I say, sometimes I get so happy that I was homeless on crack because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't know who he is. True. You know, and people look at me and they stop. They say, no, that's the honest truth. <laughs> Imagine if I wasn't homeless on crack, I probably would have thought I still was, I, I was doing something. Um, I was a part of the movement, the crack movement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful that uh, he reached down in the midst of the muck in the mire, hanging with murderers, drug addicts, thieves, liars, um, and pulled me out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm just excited uh, to be able to uh, tell my testimony of uh, how he pulled me out. <laughs> I would like to think I did a little bit of the work, but he had to pull me out. <laughs> he had to pull me out. A willing vessel. Yes. You were willing. That's At first, I wasn't. I was kicking and screaming. Yeah. One day, I, hey, whenever I did something um, that I thought I did, but he blessed me with it, um, I would tell myself, oh, nobody will know if you go back and smoke crack. But I was like, he, he will know. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? He will know. Um, and I battled that for years, especially when you get a little money in your account. You get a new, you get a car. Um, you got a couple women. Um, you start thinking that you did all this yourself, mm-hmm. um, and it's he, it's he who 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 gave me the opportunity to be better than what I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Who I I, I don't want to say made to feel that way, but that's the way I felt when I felt abandoned by my mom and by my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. 
that's the way I was supposed to feel. And, and he said, no, you're not supposed to feel that way. He says, I want to give you your heart's desires if you if you turn to me. So. Yes, he said he'll give us power to get wealth. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the key is to trust him. Um, yes. When it doesn't look or feel like it. Yes. Um, we just have to trust him on this journey. Um, Absolutely. Abraham had to do that. He had to just go and um, be obedient to the voice of the Lord. It's not always easy, though. Um, but no, it's every day, to- every day, every day. When you're when you're blessed by the Lord, mm-hmm. trials and tribulations are going to come your way. If they don't come your way, uh, then you have to start asking yourself, um, is he still wanting me to grow in certain areas? Um, so uh, that's that's how I look at it. If you don't have trials and tribulations, then you're not really looking towards the Lord like it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's said that when we're going through is because we're a threat to the enemy. Absolutely. So the enemy, um, um, he's going to Yeah. So that's awesome. I, um, I want you to talk about um, your journey being saved and, and what that looks like on a daily basis. Cause I know you have trials. I know you have tribulations. Yes. No, you're not always smiling every day. Absolutely. Um, there's some times where we just have to go back and ask God to take us back to that, for that day where he first, we first received him. Yeah. So even though I'm saved, I still, um, I still have some regrets that I'm working on and maybe, um, the healing that, uh, I could truly get, from having this conversation with my mom uh, could probably help me in areas. Uh, I was married for 18 years and that failed because I wasn't a hundred percent in. And I think that's because of uh, my resentment. It could be, it could be the resentment that maybe I was looking for a mother in these women and when I didn't find that, um, I strayed. Um, so um, right now I got both both of my older kids are, are upset with me and not speaking with me because I have another daughter from another woman um, when I was still married to their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't claim to be a saint, uh, but I am working it out with the Lord. Um, it just came to a point to where I just felt like I didn't have to answer to my wife when we were supposed to walk together. Um, and she always held, um, my past against me as like a, like a hammer. Like you need to do what you, you need to do what I say, because I was with you when you had nothing. Um, and so the Lord said, I'm the head of the household regardless. <laughs> so um, that didn't work out. Um, and I, and I'm, in a, I'm in a situation right now where uh, I did get custody. I'm trying to do the right thing by letting the mom have her while I work. Um, and that's another struggle. Um, by, by doing the right thing, it's still um, causing drama 
in my life. So. So we're not going to put that business out here. Um, yeah. Your 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 custody battles. Um, yes. But we are going to um, lift up the name of Jesus and what He has Hallelujah. done. Hallelujah. So you you gave your life to the Lord, and then yes. you had some um, struggles in your marriage that caused you to go outside of that, and now there's yes. child in the process. And so, how is your walk now? Oh, my walk is. I mean, my walk is always been tight i just had to repent um because i'm human um sometimes my flesh is weak that's not an excuse it just means that i have to i have to seek the lord more the more that i seek the lord the things of the world go away um it's just a testimony to what he's telling me he's telling me henry seek me seek me not of the world um so um, I, I give back by uh, speaking uh, at a um, at a drug program. Um, I, I go to church. Um, I, I fellowship. We we go out and we pray over people and things of that nature. Um, but I, I'm 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 still I'm only really 17 years old in the Lord. <laughs> you know. So um, I'm still a teenager in the Lord. So uh, that's that's where that's where I, I it's, it's just still a lot of work to be done um, on my behalf. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. And there's also um, there's a phase that you kind of skipped um, and you have to go back and get that corrected. Um, that eight or nine year old little boy has yes. to um has to be healed um because god god knows how to catapult us where we need to be but you 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 have to deal with how you felt that abandonment piece and what you you know you're holding on to that needs to be um reconciled um, absolutely your your family so that you can truly heal and move forward because what you went through is not necessarily about you. It's for someone else that you're going to minister to while you're doing ministry. Absolutely. Okay. We're gonna take a quick little break and we will be right back. If you have any questions or you can put those in the comments. Awesome. You're like a circle that floats around me. Keeping me safe and sound And when I fall, you've tied a rope to me You're blessing me every day I was down with an illusion Like a sparrow with broken wings But now I shine with your reflection on me I'm getting back up on my feet Let me free. 
Welcome back to His Will for Your Life podcast. Um, joining me is Henry Johnson, and we're talking about trying to forgive after being hurt. So, Henry, tell me, how would you minister to someone about forgiveness? Um, I would I would basically tell them to just to be honest, um, have a conversation with the Lord and who, whoever it is, we have to be, we, we have to forgive to be forgiven. So that would, that's what would be my, um, that would be my conversation with them. Have they, have we forgiven everybody that maybe we have hurt, maybe we have crossed um, because we really do have to, have forgiveness in our heart for for us to be able to be forgiven as well, for us to get, forgive other people as for them to forgive us as well. Okay. All right. So you have anything else you want to share with us? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, thank you for having me on. And I hope I help somebody through their journey. And uh, I hope they understand that the, the journey that you go through um, is to help you forgive whatever is hurting your heart so that you can be who the Lord wants you to be. Um, we put up all these these walls and then we miss the light that he's trying to shine in on us. So, All right. We have a question. Um, do you want to rekindle or repair the relationships with your older children? Absolutely. Um, but I, I mean, I feel that I've been there for my kids. Um, I've been to every swim meet, basketball, uh, took my son to college and stayed with him. We fixed up his dorm room. Um, I feel at this stage, um, if if they want to talk with me, uh, I'm available. I text them every day. I call. Sometimes I just pull up on the house. Um, they're 23 and 21. I think it's time that if there's something on a on their mind to get it off, um, because remember, I held on it. I held on to it uh, until I was 34. So I hope they don't hold on to whatever uh, resentment they have towards me of how I've hurt them until they're 34. Um, that you know, hopefully I'm still around that long, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. So it may take break the cycle um, because now you see it has transferred over to your children. Absolutely. So I, I them to pass I, their children. Well, let me ask you a question. So would you consider that I reaped what I sowed? I wouldn't say necessarily you reap what you sowed because we don't know where this stemmed from. It's, it's a generational um, curse, if, if, if I may say that it's something that happened in that bloodline and it, it needs to be corrected. Um, and it will start with you um, since you're the one speaking of it. So right. perhaps you can reach out to your mom or uh, begin to speak to your siblings, um, begin to repair that relationship and heal 
and then, you know, um, move on and start repairing and healing that relationship with your children as well. Um, Absolutely. And, 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 and let, let me be, be clear. Um, my relationships with my family, I, I, I think it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, this might've brought up some stuff that maybe they didn't think that I felt that way. Uh-huh. You know, they probably just, just, just think, well, he's doing, he's doing great. He's doing well now. <laughs> Right. So maybe this might open up some dialogue for everybody mm-hmm. to, to, to talk about how they feel. Right. 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 Yeah. So start the healing process. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Do you guys have any questions for Henry before we um, end this podcast? So we'll give them a few minutes um, to ask you any questions. Hopefully you are. Okay prepared. Um, your aunt says yes. Um, I don't know if she has a question, but she's saying yes. Okay. Holla at me out here, Adele. <laughs> so um, we thank you for coming on and being transparent and sharing your story with us. Um, yes. Praying with you and for you that um, you will begin to heal um, through this. Um, we have a question. Other than Jesus, what do you attribute your success to? Good question. Uh, just finally, um, having the power to believe in myself, mm-hmm. um, and through the Lord who who has given me the strength to do all things, He's also. Um, has has re- restored my confidence in myself. I used to be a really, really good basketball player. So I was confident in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, once I, and I've always been a competitor. So I'm, I'm always re- willing to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, but I lost confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the confidence to never give up, to never say no, to never let somebody tell me that I can't be everything that he said I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sky's the limit. I, I, I just think the confidence, uh, the hustle, the grind, the energy. Uh, I'm staying hungry, but humble, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- that's what I contribute to my success. And, you know, my smile. I'm in the sales game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we have another question um, for Paula Williams, who says, who asked the question, Henry, when you were at your lowest point, how did you survive that? Uh, I just, I smoked a lot. (laughs) I I, I smoked as much crack as I possibly could. Um, And even in the midst of that, um, I knew that, I knew that uh, the Lord had a better plan for me. So I still kept, even though I was out there, I still have faith. I still have faith that this was that wasn't going to be my life, mm-hmm. uh, and I contribute that to the Lord. At my lowest point, I I continue to have faith. That's what I would say. Awesome, that's an awesome answer. That's a real awesome answer. Um, so yeah, maybe I do have a question. Um, how do you? Well, maybe you already answered that, but. When you were at that lowest point in your life and you you, you kept the faith, even yeah. though one thing after another was happening. Oh, it was ugly. 
Yeah. When did you, how do you, how were you able to recognize Holy Spirit's voice? Because you were in the midst of everyone that was getting high. You were getting high. You were in the park and he told you to leave the park and you left. Right. So here, here is another um, story. So I was hanging out with these guys. We were basically running in the vines and um, grabbing filet mignon and running out the store with it and jumping in to this, uh, his station wagon. And it was two other guys who I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And I know those guys were up to no good because me and I, I, I was up to no good when I was with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in a car with them one day and the Lord told me to get out. I had drugs, I had alcohol. And the Lord said, you need to get out this car right now. Um, so I was like, drop me off. They was like, where you going, Henry? Where you going? What are you doing? I'm like, man, drop me off. I'm out. Um, and, they, and they dropped me off. And it's a gas station. And April can testify to this. It's right by April's house, the Chevron gas station. Mm-hmm. They pulled in that Chevron gas station to get gas. And both of them was killed at that gas station. They mm-hmm. had been robbing people and the people who they were robbing um, noticed them uh, at that gas station, came up, came, pulled in the gas station, shot them both up, and I would have been in that car. You see what I'm saying? So that was nothing but the Lord. And luckily, luckily, with my faith, I was listening to him because I wouldn't be here today. Yes. So I would say that God has always had his hand on you. And yes. he healed you and covered you um, through your life. And even times when you didn't know who he was, he was yet still um, keeping you. Yes. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Keep the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So God has been with you. He will continue to be with you. Um, you know, our, our theme scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says he knows his plans that he has towards us, plans to prosper us and um, not to do us any harm and give Absolutely. us expected end. So he knows what our future is going to look at, look like, even though we don't. And so the, the key is to continue to trust him like you have. Amen. The healing, the healing will come. Absolutely. God has plans for your life. Well, yep, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. That's my cousin Sandy right there. No, that's your aunt. <laughs> that's your aunt. So, Come on. Oh, that's, oh, that's aunt? Oh, uh, I, I thought she didn't want me to call her. <laughs> this, this is Sandy. Okay. That, that's, that's my, that, so that's there, my folks right there. Is there a book coming? The question was asked. Is there a book coming? Is there a book coming? Man, I'm trying to... <laughs> is there a book coming? Uh, uh Never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. So maybe that will be your healing by writing it out, you know, telling your story. Um, you know, that's your name. You, you know, so you just tell it. Amen. Yes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to our podcast tonight um, with our guest, um, Henry. I'm just going to call him Mook. <laughs> calling him um and so it was a pleasure having you on um the podcast it's good to see you again Amen. and 
him. We hope that you will be back and Amen. relax and share your story with us. Your journey Amen. has continued. Yep. And when that book comes out, we'd love to have you on. Amen. I just want to leave everybody with this. Faith without works is dead. Yes, it is. Faith Amen. Works is dead. We hope that you will come back and join us. This is the end of our podcast. We'll, we will have um, our guest, Valerie Harris, will be here. And she's going to talk about worship while wounded. That's our topic for next week, worship while wounded. Um, and that's Valerie Harris, who will be with us next week. And also on Sunday, we're having part two of un, uh, what is it? Unmask and Unashamed. Um, we're having a sequel. You guys asked for part two of that um, episode. And so we're going to do it on June 6th at 6 p.m. So you will find us here on this platform. Um, amen. Good night. You're getting applause. All right. Bye-bye. You guys have a good evening. Please join Cherie and her special guest again next week for another riveting and informative segment of Goodwill for Your Life podcast.